like it separates the two sounds. So I can always turn yours up a little bit. Oh. Later. Because that's how it creates, like, stereo, is that... We're... Is that what stereo is? Well, stereo is where it's, like, coming from both speakers on your computer, not just one. So mono is where it comes from just one speaker. But it's easier to get stereo if there are two people talking because it will take... Like, have you ever been in your car and... No. <laughs> Never been in your car? No. Ever? Explain to me what that is. Well, have you ever been in your car going somewhere in an automobile automobile vehicle mm-hmm. and on four wheels? I love that you still said car at the beginning and then later are explaining what car is. So, and, yes, on four wheels. Yeah, and you've been going to another destination and you've heard the volume of your radio, which is the thing that plays sound in your car, mm-hmm. go from one side of the vehicle to the other side of the vehicle. Like, it sounds like it's louder on one side, and then it gets louder on the other. Has that ever happened to you? I don't know if it has. There used to be this commercial for, like, a hearing place around here that, like, that was their... That was their thing that they did. I've always wondered how you do that. Because you have to take, like, you would have to take the two sound channels that you, like, see on your computer. And you'd have to, like, turn one down and then make it get louder and turn the other one louder and then make it get less. (laughs) So you'd have to make them, like, waves that go like this. (laughs) I wish everyone could see you do waves, which is not at all what I would have thought the wave motion would be. Like, okay, sit here. Picture, if you were to make a wave motion, what would you do? Okay, do you have that image in mind? I do. Okay, now what Abby just did is not that at all. <laughs> Whatever you picture, it's different. It's just totally different. <laughs> anyway, um... This is a podcast we're doing. It is. Um, it is about technology and uh, apparently waves. Sound waves. Sound. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not. This is not really a sound waves podcast. It's not. What's the name of the podcast, Hannah? Well, this is a lot with Hannah, which is me, and Abby, which is I. Which whom I. With Juan. Yes. Um, and today, <laughs> like other days in which we do these recordings, um, we don't always talk about sound waves, but mm-hmm. when we do, it's because we're going to drink a fun drink. Mm-hmm. And we're going to explore a fun question. Mm-hmm. Except for this time, I brought the fun drink and Hannah brought the fun question. I did. In my brain, I brought it. Mm-hmm. And I brought the fun drink physically. Yeah. You told me, Abby, before this that you'd been eyeing this specific drink at the at the little market uh, below your apartment for a while. For a while. So. For a couple months. Um, yeah, I've been my, eyeing this little drink at the, the little store below our apartment for a couple months because a couple months ago, Hannah and I went down there. Mm-hmm. And we did. The reason we go down there so frequently is because there might be a fine-looking gentleman that works at the counter. (laughs) 
and, you know, <laughs> a fine-looking gentleman of sorts. And we go down there sometimes to peruse the drink selections. Mm-hmm. And I saw this drink, and I specifically said to Hannah, I want to try this drink. Mm-hmm. I think this looks nifty. Mm-hmm. And then I kept it in the back of my mind for multiple months, almost bought it on multiple occasions, but told myself, no, I need to save this drink for the next time that Hannah and I podcast because otherwise, what's the point? Of buying a fun drink if you can't share it with your fun mm, friend. Abby, you can't ask questions. That's not your role today. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Can I show you the fun drink that I found, though? Please do. Okay. It's been sitting next to us underneath a towel. Because in last week's episode, I started the, the <laughs> tradition of hiding the drink in the most <laughs> awkward way. The, yes. The, the least convenient way possible. Hide yes. the drink. And last time you had it under your coat, I'm not wearing a coat because it's, like, warm. So I instead put it under a towel and dun-dun-dun-dun! Oh, yes! Oh, I remember! This is the fun drink I chose. Oh, my God. Um, Do you want to open yours while I explain what it is that I'm looking at? Um, it's a, is it a... Popper, I think it's, I think you're gonna, yeah, I think you need to do the bottle top. This, this one? Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. (laughs) I hope that was nice to listen (laughs) to. That was nice ASMR, I think. Um, so, it's from the company St. Ambrose, and it is a draft-style mead called Black Madonna, it's from their Sour series, and it says it's blackberry flavored, which, fun fact, blackberries are one of my favorite fruits. So I love anything blackberry flavored. Right, so this is bad. I don't know. I'm not going to be happy if this is bad. I'm going to be very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because I've been thinking about it so much. Oh my gosh. Oh, so the stakes are high here. The stakes are high. It's uh, produced and bottled by St. Ambrose Cellars in Bellu, blah, Michigan. I should know this. I'm from Michigan, but I don't. So. Buela. Like Abuela? Maybe. Bula? Maybe. My. When I come across uh, a word I don't know how to pronounce or a name, uh, my, my tendency is just to say every single way it's <laughs> possible to pronounce. And then usually. You get it once, right? Yeah, you have to get it right at least once if you've said it like four times. Right. Um, but anyway, back to this drink. It seems like fun. The only experience I've had with meads is a mead that actually Hannah brought back with her from Ohio one time. When did you bring that back? Last year, Christmas? After yes. Christmas. Yeah, so that's the only meat I've ever had. The interesting thing I think about this is that it's in, like, a glass bottle. Like, it's, like, bottled like a beer. Yeah. So. It's tall, too. It's a tall boy here. Yeah, there are 16-ounce containers, and I decided to get us both one because I didn't I didn't know if we'd want to split if right. it was good. That's smart. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Abigail, I think you missed out on an important part of this drink when we explore the label what important 
piece did I miss out on? On the back it says, Invoke the Goddess of the Divine Blackberry. Uh, and it looks like there's a, a fun description. I'm surprised you didn't want to read. I think you should read it. <clears throat> I don't even know what voice to choose. I like was faltering in my mind between three <laughs> different voices. I think you should. Well, what are, what are the options? <laughs> we can do like, I was thinking like uh, uh, when you start like like a Disney movie about, I don't know. Like, like in a hidden forest, because it says, deep in the halls of sacred St. Ambrose cellars. And it's like an echo. And it's like, uh, uh-huh. do do <laughs> It's like music yep. that tinkles yep. through. I think know? that might be or, it. <laughs> or we could do like, uh, <clears throat> deep in the halls of sacred and St. Ambrose cellars. Which is more like uh, like a chaotic voice that voice voice has no name except is chaotic so i feel like like in my like my brothers if they were to like take on a chaotic voice would be like um and there was something else i think i tried to be british in my head but i'm not even gonna try because i couldn't even form the syllables um i feel like the first one normal voice oh oh i was gonna say the disney Mm -hmm. one (laughs) Deep in the halls of sacred St. Ambrose Cellars. Do you want to do like the sound effects? Are mazers. Mazers? Mazers? <laughs> do, do, do. Tend the divine blackberry that fuels the fermentation of the legendary black Madonna. This sour blackberry mead. Opens your senses to a new world of mead. <laughs> a world where tart and sour combine to form an award winning draft, unlike anything else. Ding, ding, ding. Is that good? <laughs> I think anyway, you did really good. <laughs> I just feel like they put deep in the halls, and like right there, I just feel like it's a story waiting to be told. Okay. So is this mead a story waiting to be told? I hope it tastes good. <laughs> well, I think that that's that's subjective, isn't it? Uh, what like what is good? That's right. We have been using some sort of metric. Yeah. So pre-experience, during experience, and then post-experience. Mm-hmm. So pre-experience. <laughs> I think it has a nice smell. It does smell like blackberry. Mm-hmm. I feel like my role <laughs> is just to state what it's supposed to be like and that it is that. Mm-hmm. Like, mmm, blackberry. Indeed. I wonder if one time we should do a blind tasting because I worry that I fall back on what I've been told via the label mm. as opposed to... You know, sometime when we have a, a guest, we should have them do a mystery tasting for us. Yeah. Like, they cover the label and then give it to us, and then we try to explain it. You're so smart. That's it. I think That's that might ticket. be the way to go. Okay, well. All right, you ready to taste it? I am. Okay. It's a huge bottle. <laughs> it, it does smell meaty, like... Not like meat, like M-E-A-T, but mm-hmm. M-E-A-D. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be nice and 
Indeed. I don't know. I don't even know. Warm, comforting. You going for it? Mmm. That is yummy. Is it? Mm -hmm. Tell me more. It has a little bit of like a honey taste. I definitely can tell that there's some honey in there. It's very sweet. Ooh, it's also kind of sour though. It has like the tartness that I feel like blackberries have. Like real blackberries, not like the fake blackberry taste. Mm -hmm. And that's nice. Um, Because I feel like it contrasts well with like the honey taste that the rest of the I don't even you can't what is a mead is it like a wine is it a beer where does it fall in the classifieds of drinks I think it's just like stuff it's its own category yeah okay yeah I mean I think like what did we have we had like a honey mead I think Uh uh-huh that I brought back it's just fermented stuff I don't know I'm Googling it. As much as I don't feel like our podcast needs uh, intensive research mm-hmm. and, you know, academic Need. peer reviewing, I think it's important that we know what we're talking about Yeah, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, I think... Mead, in its simplest form, is an alcoholic beverage made with honey and water, then fermented with yeast. I think that. I was saying I think, and then I just started to read the definition from Google. (laughs) So, for a second there, I sounded really like I knew what I was talking about. Can you say that again? Mead, in its simplest form, is an alcoholic beverage made with honey and water, then fermented with yeast. Okay. Which makes sense why it tastes sweet and why it tastes like honey. Uh-huh. Because there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think when I'm trying to... Because you said it does taste a lot like blackberries. And I feel like it's it's like a blackberry... Like if I... Imagine... Imagine you're like eating like a fresh blackberry cobbler. Mm. Some cobbler. But it's like no... No everyday plain old cobbler <laughs> it's got some nice honey in there mm. drizzle on top my other option was it tastes like you know if you like put some blackberries on top of yogurt mm. and then mm-hmm. drizzle honey on top of that yeah but it doesn't at all taste like yogurt it doesn't taste like <laughs> yogurt <laughs> uh which would which i would know because hannah always says i eat a lot of yogurt you just eat yogurt for meals just like <laughs> For a meal, and that's it. What's wrong with that? Some yogurt, some fruit on top, a little bit of granola makes a really good lunch. <laughs> I just think that, I don't know, I get I get nervous that that's not enough. Like, I think I have that kind of, you know, yogurt, granola, fruit for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then I have more nutrition, fuller meals for lunch and dinner. That's fair. I don't eat breakfast normally so that like my lunch serves as my first meal of the day normally and so sometimes I need it to be a little not so heavy does that make sense 
because I'm like, my stomach hasn't eaten anything yet. It's just been, you know, I've been drinking my coffee. It gets to be around 1130 noontime and I'm like, okay, now I can eat. And so then I need something not as, like, harsh. So, I don't know if that makes sense. Some that makes that makes complete sense. And I think that's what most people do for breakfast. Right. They don't eat a lot of breakfast because it's the first thing they're eating. Mm-hmm. And they just need something light. Indeed. And simple. Indeed. I think I need to start eating breakfast. It's just, I don't want to purchase breakfast food. Yogurt is breakfast food. <laughs> you already have the breakfast food. But that means I have to find someone else for lunch. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, um, what's the what's the mouth taste like now that we've taken a second not drinking it to discuss our breakfast? Too upset about this yogurt thing. <laughs> She ran her fingers through her hair. She was that upset about it. I hope you know that. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I really like it. I think it it is as advertised where it has like that like sourness that kind of makes your mouth water. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not too sour. Um, so that like, I don't know. I guess I, I did kind of make a face when I first drank it i was like ooh, because of the sourness like the tartness yeah Yeah. i get that i feel like this would be really good with like a burger Mm. i could see myself having this with like at a barbecue with a burger Mm. and fries it does feel summery yeah Mm -hmm. it's nice and smooth easy drinking part of that could be just because you want a burger yeah i want it to be summer I know it's April, and we're so close, but I am looking forward to summer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this would... I feel like burger, maybe. What would you pair it with? That's what I'm thinking. Honestly, like, I feel fine drinking it on its own. I do feel that as well. I could see myself having this at, like, a brewery. And just, like, sitting there drinking on this. I keep looking at, on the bottle, it's saying, invoke the goddess, and I just... I can't think of any other food that would invoke the goddess. That's a deep statement. So, like, what... what, What's the use of pairing it with anything (laughs) that will just be inferior? An inferior experience. Why Mm -hmm. even try? You're right. You're right. You are right. It has a lovely picture on the front, too. We didn't say that before, but it has a nice picture of a black Madonna that I think is fun. I like that her hands aren't together. No, they're slightly apart. There's, like, an inch in between them as if they were praying, but she's she hasn't closed them yet. The door is not closed. To me, I'm thinking, like, if you're measuring something, it's like the hands you do. It's like, I caught a fish, and it was this big, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really very big. It was really a pretty small fish. And that's the... <laughs> that's the hands she's doing. That's the hands she's doing. Yeah. So 
Wow. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I agree. I have no complaints. I don't either. I'm definitely going to drink this again. Mm. If only to go see more fine gentlemen. Of the fine gentlemen. The fine gentleman was there when I purchased it today, but he was busy. He did not help me check out. So that was unfortunate. But next time. Next time. Next time. Okay. Um, do you want to take a quick bathroom break before we get into the juicy mead of the, of the episode? <laughs> Have you been saving that? Or is that just... No, I just came up with that. Snaps for you. Um, Thank you. Okay. I just I'm... remembered you saying that it wasn't meat earlier. It was mead. Now I felt like it was the appropriate time. Yeah, I think it is. I'm going to need a break just to like really sit on that moment and like I appreciate it so lived in Michigan my whole life and I really did not know you at least have like some excuse because you're from Ohio so this is like all new Mm -hmm. but I have no excuse I should have known Mm -hmm. so sorry Buellinians Buellers (gasps) I hope that's what they go by (laughs) I hope so so. okay Hannah are you are you ready I think I'm finally ready. Um, I was struggling a little bit with the question for today because we had a couple we had a couple options mm-hmm. in mind, and when it came down to it, the one that's been most prevalent in my mind is the one that I'd like to talk about today. But I think it'll lead us into some some murky waters. Ooh, I just did that into the bottle. Awkward. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Please only speak into the bottle from now on. I will. Oh, I'm really good at doing this. Hopefully I can do it now that I've said that. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Okay. For you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Here we are. Do you mean to give you the backstory mm-hmm. of the question first, or do you mean to question and then backstory later? I think I want the backstory first, if okay. that's okay. <clears throat> Once upon a time, I was walking with some colleagues mm-hmm. down the down the sidewalk of Holland, Michigan, where we live, <laughs> and we were just enjoying basking in the sunshine. It's been so nice recently. The weather's mm-hmm. been beautiful. Um, it's really been strange because it's so it's been so warm and sunny for spring. Mm-hmm. For April, you know, and it's just all of a sudden, the grass is green, and all of the all of the trees have leaves and buds and flowers mm-hmm. and such. And um, in in our admir in our general admiration uh, of of the beauty of the earth, that naturally came up on our 
on our walk amongst the, the nature of uh-huh. the land. One of my colleagues uh, <clears throat> pointed to, to a pot. It's like one of those big planter pots. Um, like they're like concrete and inside there's like different yeah. know, mm-hmm. things that have been planted. I know exactly what you're talking right? about. You know, typical just like city landscaping Indeed. type things, right? Um, and so my colleague points at this, you know, this greenery, right? And she says, oh, look, flowers. And I was like, oh, uh, because they, they, they were tulips, um, I'm pretty sure, but they hadn't bloomed yet. Mm-mm. And they were, they were just the green, just the green parts. And I, I, I like looked off into the distance. Um, this is actually real. This is like my actual response. I looked off <laughs> in the distance and I said, oh, are those flowers if they haven't bloomed yet? Ooh. Is that the question for today? Yes. So the question um, that we're going to begin with, because I'm sure it will devolve into more uh, existential areas as 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 my mind tends to wander but that's the question uh, is is it a flower before it blooms when it's just the when it's just the green when it's just the bud yeah i had my finger in my nose for a second there because i wanted to tell you a fun fact about those um big concrete planters planters mm-hmm. do you know that they put them places as a safety precaution so cars won't mow people down. I did actually know that. Yeah. That's why Target also has those big balls in the front so they won't mow people down with your vehicles. Mm -hmm. Like that's maybe happened before, which is kind of the frightening part. (laughs) I actually, it's funny you'd say that because I read an article actually about, um, about the ways that cities have adapted, um, to protect against terrorism. Oof. Uh, and so the kind of, like, architecture and structures that they mm-hmm. put in place that can be both pretty uh, and also functional mm-hmm. for that purpose. Exactly. So... Just kind of scary mm-hmm. when you think about it. So perhaps there's an alternate question here that is... How has our society come to the point that we need concrete planters full of flowers, not flowers, greenery, plants, (laughs) in order to keep us safer? But maybe that's a question for later. That's a deep question. Maybe we should stick with topic at hand. I was going to say, I don't know if on alcohol... I could answer that question. On alcohol? On alcohol. (laughs) Under the influence of alcohol? Sure, yeah, that's probably better. (laughs) I mean, I thought the point of this podcast is that we loosen up and and see the world and (laughs) entertain thoughts that are hard. It is. It is. I will say that that one is one that uh, I feel like if... No one has the answer to yet, even when they're completely sober. I listen to, um, I like listening to Dax Shepard's podcast, uh, the armchair expert. Sponsor us. Sponsor us, Dax. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But his, like, spinoff of that is called Armchaired and Dangerous. And his, him and his co-host, Monica, they speak with uh, this conspiracy theory expert. And not each week, because it's not weekly, but monthly they talk about a different conspiracy theory. And one of the more recent episodes was on 9-11. And the, like... Um, all the conspiracy theories surrounding that and how, you know, one of the more, like, prominent ones is that there were bombs already in place in the towers and it was like someone set off the bombs because there's no way a tower could fall straight down. After that's, being... a cons- that's a conspiracy theory? Yeah. Oh. There's no way a tower could fall straight down like that if a plane hit it. Because wouldn't you think, like, theory-wise... You would hit the tower, half of the tower would, you know, like, crack at the point that it was hit at, and then go down. But the other one, the more recent, their most recent episode was about the JFK assassination. That has nothing to do with this, though. But you talking about the terrorism thing made me think of the Mm 9-11 episode from recently. That's so strange it is it's so terrorism in general is such i feel like a strange idea to me like and maybe that's the way it's supposed to be because like no one in their correct mind decides that it's logical to kill someone else like you have to be in some sort of like not a good headspace to decide to do that (laughs) um yeah (laughs) i feel like because i've been watching i'm really into true crime which is why our last episode if you haven't listened to it yet was about uh assassinations or murders but i was watching this one called the confession killer about this guy that confessed to having murdered like 170 some people when in actuality he probably only killed like two to five people and he just he wanted he wanted to die he just lied he wanted to die so badly but he didn't want to kill himself that he wanted the state to kill him so he was like oh the best way to do this is if like I get buddy-buddy with the police department and tell them I've killed all these people and I can solve all these cold cases that they've had forever and then they'll kill me. They'll give me the death penalty. This has nothing to do with flowers. I'm so sorry. Um, I feel like if you're already on it, you got to keep going. But they talked about how most people that become serial killers have been, have had some sort of serious brain injury to two parts of their brain, the frontal lobe and the temporal lobe. Mm-hmm. The frontal lobe controlling your personality, the temporal lobe controlling your impulse, Mm -hmm. and I think that's how it works. You're the psychology major. I didn't even study the brain in college. Mm -hmm. I love that you're speaking with such authority on this, but yeah, you're right. Okay. And how those, that combination together is what turns deadly. And so this guy... This seems a little oversimplified. It is kind of oversimplified, but it's also a three-hour documentary. You know, you can't you can't do too much. Sense. But 
the guy that they're talking about specifically had, obviously he also had abusive parents and a lot of other childhood factors that led him to become the man he was back in the 70s and 80s. And he sustained those injuries from his, his mother hurting him. So, which is another obvious thing is if your parent is abusive towards you, that also Anyway, this has nothing to do with flowers. Let's get back on the idea of flowers. I, I feel like, do we want to, because you've said some things there at the end that were obviously, I think you said obviously, you know, if your parents hurt you. Were you saying obviously if your parents hurt you, you become a serial killer? No, I mean, no. No. That like that ca- that will cause trauma and that trauma will have effects on you. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily traumatic effects will make you kill people, but it will it will give you trauma. Right. Of some sort. Yeah. And in his case, that trauma plus a brain injury plus a number of other bad things mm-hmm. that happened to him when he was very young and also in his early teens and 20s led him to become serial killer so now i've made two of our episodes about (laughs) murder uh thanks for joining us this is the end um i'm really sorry i don't mean to do this i'm not even like that i don't even really like don't you watch it while you work it's not even like you're yeah it's like background noise i saw (laughs) i talked to our friend rachel shout out to rachel which oh by the way we have to do two new shout outs this week to our two new subscribers Michael and Holly. Thanks for listening, Michael and Holly. We appreciate you. We really do. We really appreciate you. But um, I was talking to our other subscriber, Rachel, who's our friend <laughs> in real life, not just our subscriber. Okay, see, Abby, I really wanted you to pretend that like she was just an avid fan that reached oh, out okay. to us. I don't want... <laughs> You know, because the, the broader masses can also consume our media, you know? You it are right. It's not like, it's, it shouldn't have to be, like, common sense that our only subscribers are people we know, you know? I didn't say that Michael and Holly were people we knew. Oh. <laughs> now you've ruined the ah. surprise! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you're talking to Rachel. I was talking to Rachel, and Rachel and I both have TikToks that we look at occasionally, more than occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> and I was telling her that I've gotten onto adult ADHD TikTok. Whereas, whereas TikTok has convinced me that maybe I've undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> Which is not probably true. I don't think it's actually true. Um, but uh, one of the like things about that is that you have a hard time... Uh, not having any kind of like background noise like working without background noise and so when I work I often have a tv show or a podcast or a book on because I cannot focus without people chattering around me which is why being in an office environment was good for me because Michael and Holly used to talk a lot to each other in the background. Hi, Michael. Michael. (laughs) Michael and Holly. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) I'm trying to connect the dots 
of this conversation. Right, because we're really not on track at all. No, so what you were doing right there was some justification of your fascination with serial killers and other dark mediums, other dark beams, maybe. Right. Um, I feel like, honestly, part of it might be that the true crime genre in general, the people that the people that present the true crime genre like TV shows, their voices are so soothing to have in the background. As they talk about very morose things. <laughs> morose is a good word. That's Thank great. You. Thank you. The alcohol is helping me with that. With your vocabulary? Indeed. Huh. Okay. It's a new it's a new thing for you, I feel like. Anyway. Um flowers. <laughs> I feel like <clears throat> You're, to remind the audience of your question again, your question was, is it a flower if it has not bloomed yet? And I guess my thought about that is that would you consider just the petals of the flower the flower? I think you have to answer that first. I'm not getting my opinion yet. Okay. I would say, yes, it is a flower even before it's bloomed. And here's why. I think that the entire entity is a flower. And technically, like, all of the parts that make up the petal and the pollen and all that jazz, they're just, you know, they're all there from the beginning. Or all the parts to make it are there from the beginning. They're just waiting to bloom. And so, like, you for a portion of time will only see the stem and the leaves. But at some point, the petals and the center of the flower that I don't remember the name of. It's been a long time, so they took a science class. Those portions are just waiting to come out. And at some points, they will bloom into the full adult flower that they are that produces pollen and makes me sneeze in the spring. Hmm. Indeed. So, here's my thought. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting? Um, so, I well, first I want to say, I think when I, when my colleague first said, oh, look, those flowers. Look, they're mm-hmm. flowers. There they are. I was like, oh yes, flowers. So I think my natural reaction is to also classify a flower in whatever stage it is as a flower. But what else do we classify? Isn't that a unique phenomena that we classify something by its potential and Mm. not by its actual state? Because you have things like tomato plants, which flower, but they aren't flowers. They're plants, and they have different cycles, right? Um, 
And I just think, like, lots of things in life change. You know, mm-hmm. they go and they, they become different things. And I just think it's really interesting that, like, we we see this thing and we're like, this is a flower. Like, would you would you see a seed in a packet and be like, ah, this is a flower? You know, would you, mm-hmm. like, so, like, if, because then also, I guess my thought on that is, no. No, I, I think I'd think I'd see a seed and I'd be like, this is a seed. Mm-hmm. Or I see a bulb and I'm like, this is a bulb. This is not a flower. But I think once it breaks the surface of the earth, I'm like, oh, this is the plant that it's going to be. This is the flower. Mm-hmm. And why is it, first of all, like, what is that differentiation between under the earth or like not activated and breaking the earth and like becoming the thing but it's still not the thing it's still the potential of the thing you know Hmm. what i'm I'm saying yeah i do know what you're saying because it's kind of like the idea of butterflies like they're not butterflies Mm -hmm. until the caterpillar has gone through the final transformation and become a butterfly. Right. Or isn't the beginning stage of a moth like a pupa? Oh, I do not know that, <laughs> but I I hate that word if that's true. We should get rid of that word. I don't know if that's accurate. I'm not sure that's correct. But I think it might be. <laughs> um. Anyway, but... In, in, like, a, a person, they go from a child to an adolescent to an adult. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, other animals don't go through that. They're just mm-hmm. always birds or cats. I guess you'd call your cat a kitten when it's a baby. Mm-hmm. But it's always a bird or well, we're a al- raccoon. We're always people. Right. Oh, or, ooh, that, see, this is why I said, this is why I said it's going to get a little murky. I think that goes back to your idea of the tomato plant. Like, it's always a tomato, but it's at different stages Mm -hmm. throughout that. So, like, Mm -hmm. are flowers going through different stages before they become flowers, bloomed out flowers? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so are we really just not calling things the correct stage? Or, like, the correct name? So, like, would a dandelion be a dandelion plant for all of it? And Mm -hmm. once it blooms, it has a flower, it is a flower? Like, a tomato plant is a tomato plant the whole time Mm -hmm. until the tomatoes begin to grow? Mm -hmm. Or, like, if it flowers... I'm wondering if maybe we just, like, have fallen back on an inaccurate kind of classification. I feel like that might be. I wonder if, as many things in life, it's just pure laziness that has gotten us to this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's true. And, I mean, not that, like, shortcuts ever a bad thing I mean shortcuts make things easier mm-hmm. and, you know laziness you know, we can only be so precise you need a certain amount of mental shortcuts in order to be able to function mm-hmm. 
I learned that in a comm class once. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that's a very psychological thing for you to say. You're leaning really heavily on, on the, the intersection between comm and psychology this episode. Wow. Which I, <laughs> which, I, which I find delightful. Well, I think that's another reason why I watch true crime things is I just... <laughs> why are you going back to the true Because <laughs> I'm always going back to true crime. I can't help it. <sighs> <laughs> so another reason you watch true crime is it engages the communications portion of my brain that is interested in why people decide to do the things they do and like in that case what kind of mental shortcuts they take what kind of persuasive methods other people use to engage other people to kill them sometimes Sometimes just to get them to believe them or Um, to, like, in the case of the serial killer I was talking about earlier, there was this nun at the prison that's, like, totally invested in him. She cuts his hair, she brings him meals, she makes him sandwiches. She's totally invested, and it's... I, I don't even quite see the persuasion that he... Why she's persuaded to be as kind to him as she is mm-hmm. and maybe she just feels bad for him and that's okay too but <laughs> I don't know why but <laughs> I think that goes back to Ugh, this meat is making it really hard to like bring together the different I was gonna say I'm gonna have a really hard time editing this episode <laughs> well no 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 no. I think I can I think I can tie it up I think you can tie it up Mm-hmm. I think this goes back to who are we? Mm. I think you're going into your deep, serious podcasting voice right now. I hope you know that. <laughs> do I have those? You do. I love it. It's so great. Keep going. It goes back to who are we? What defines our existence? Is someone a serial killer or are they just a person? And so maybe that nun saw that person as a person and not the stage that they had become, the serial killer they had become, right? So maybe in the same way that like we see we see something has flowered, we see something has died, but we still see it as the flower, we still see it as the plant. Mm. We still see it as valuable. Right. I'm really just grasping. I feel like that was... Yes. Snaps for that. (laughs) I feel like you did good. I think that is... Because it it begs the question, like, when does something lose its potential? Mm. Like, is it... Does it literally have to be dead in order for you to be like, there is no potential here? Or, because I feel like some people, like, I feel like some people count things out before they're done. Mm. Whether that be a person or a flower or that plant that's sitting on your windowsill. That your cat keeps trying to kill. Literally keeps trying to kill. (laughs) Trying so hard. She's tried three times now. It will not, I will not let this die. 
I see potential. Yeah. I see potential. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm so glad. <laughs> I, 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 I think we need to stop here because I'm feeling more hopeful, I think, about Good. the world than... This is not at all the direction that I anticipated this conversation going. I'm so Um, sorry. But, yeah, I think that there are things that we... Seeing its potential, seeing even the journey that it's been through, taking everything into consideration. Like, we shouldn't give up on certain things. And if that thing is your plant that your cat has a vendetta against... Or if that thing is yourself. You just keep counting yourself out. You got mm-hmm. potential in there. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're not done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for this conversation, Abigail. <laughs> I'm so sorry that no. I let it down such a different path than you foresaw. This is what I love about our conversations, Abby. Is that I just I can't predict. In my head, I had a route planned, and I had a route. A root. Ooh. <laughs> I had a root plan. <laughs> and I had uh, follow-up questions. And I had supplemental materials pulled up on my phone. Oh, wait. And I was ready to talk. But then, then here you are. Here we are talking about how we shouldn't give up on ourselves. And the hope that we have for ourselves and others and the world around us. Mm-hmm. Um Nevertheless, I would like to. I'd like to share this thing that I yeah. pulled up on my phone. Um, Good, because as per per my comment earlier, mm-hmm. re my comment earlier. Uh, this is this is an email. I'm sending another email at the end of our episode. Oh, good. Really? I wonder if Miriam ever got the last one. Did any of you send emails to him? I hope you did. Is Miriam? Miriam is a man, right? Is I have no idea. I think Miriam Webster is a Miriam man. Webster. I think it's. A man. I thought it was two different people, Miriam and Webster. Um. Anyway, you I go with to, your. I wanted your to thing. talk about how. I, I was thinking about the stages of a flower because sometimes um, oh, it's so just right. like, it's just a plant that is flat. I'm so right about Miriam Webster being two different people. Yeah, except it's not the people you're thinking. It's George Miriam and Charles Miriam. I don't know where the Webster comes from. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. Is there another... Wikipedia is not being super helpful right now. Oh, it's named after Noah Webster, which was the guy that had the American Dictionary of the English Language, which Charles and George purchased. Oh, an acquisition. Yeah, after Noah Webster died. All right, you go. Sorry. I just want... This is not really important, but as I was looking up, different facts about flowers and uh, the stages of flowering plants Mm -hmm. because flowering plants on its own I felt like led me to believe a certain thing but I don't again really all I want to do right in this moment is to share how I looked up flower I googled flower stages of growth and um, pulled up google images because I like me a good 
visual diagram. Mm-hmm. A nice a nice infographic I thought would be pertinent because mm-hmm. don't really feel like reading at this state. Mm-hmm. On in. top of our other majors, we were both art majors. I want to make that clear. Right. So of course, uh, visuals are important mm-hmm. and valuable. Um, so we have uh, germination, one to seven days. Vegetative, four to eight week average. Flowering, eight to ten week average. Harvest and cure, one plus weeks. So I was reading all these headings and I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, but, like, very specific. And so I wonder, like, what what is this plant for? And I look down at what the website was, and it says, how long does it take to grow weed indoors? <laughs> how long does it take weed to grow weed indoors? As I said, germination um, <laughs> of the marijuana plant is one to seven days. It's vegetative four to eight weeks, and then it flowers. It flowers, um, it's an 8 to 10 week average, and then you harvest and cure for about 1 plus weeks. Okay, so total, what would that be? I'm not like doing 20 that right weeks? Now. Sure. Not if that, that sounds right to you. I, I don't know. I've never, never grown weed. My neighbors we, did. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we guessed, we surmised. Oh, we don't we don't surmise anymore. One of my housemates asked the neighbor because short story, short story, and then I'll be done. Uh, I lived in a house with. Once I lived in a house. Once I lived in a house with four other girls on the street near our college, but not on campus, and we moved in there over the summer. I was not there for the first month because I was out of the country, but my other housemates did, and they smelled many marijuana smells when they were living there for that one month. And then when I moved in, those marijuana smells were gone, but so were the neighbors that lived next door that had young children that played in the backyard. And the toys were left outside, but the children were not ever there. Oh, And neither was the family anymore. There was one light on in the basement. So I presumed... I said crack house. I said meth lab. I did not think that what we would later find out would be the truth. But what we later found out when one of my housemates went over and asked when they finally saw people in hazmat suits cleaning out the basement of that house, she went and asked the neighbors. This was during early COVID time. About a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. She went over and asked, like, hey, what's going on? We're nosy neighbors. We're so sorry. And the people that owned the house were like, yeah, our subletters were growing weed in the basement. And they had left their marijuana plants to just grow and grow after they left back June. So that had been almost a year at that point. It was about nine months that they had left their marijuana plants to just grow in the basement. And so they were so overgrown that that's why they were moving them out with hazmat suits. So that's the story. I'm surprised I I didn't know about that. I'm surprised. It was like kind of a big deal. I don't don't know how I never told you that. I feel so out of the loop. I'm so sorry. Hannah was basically our like other housemate housemate. at that point. So you honestly should have just maybe moved in. Really? Probably for the best. But it will. Um, so that's our show, I guess. It um, is. Do you have anything you want to close with? I was going to say, 
We should really set up an email account linked to this podcast so people can send questions our way um, Mm -hmm. and thoughts about flowers and existence and the words that we use to define who we are and what is in our world around us. And so that you can let us know when you email Miriam Webster. Oh, that's true. I would also like to know that. Um, But I guess that is in the works, so tune in to our next podcast. Our next episode uh, for updates on that. Um, thank you for being loyal listeners. We really, really appreciate you. We appreciate you and, and all you do to welcome us into your headspace, mm-hmm. into your eardrums, um, mm-hmm. the beautiful, melodic voices of Abigail and Hannah. Um, Indeed. I'm trying to think of the thing that you always say at the end because I want to say it one time, but. Why did I forget to? No, I got only. I know the second half of it, I can't remember the first half. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, Abby, uh, you want to close this out here? Yeah, yeah. I just want to say to our, our very loyal listeners that you should keep asking questions and also have a drink on us. There you go. See you next time. See you next time.